Content week cannot get here soon enough. Welcome to Too Much Dip. Monday. I'm David. I'm going to host. The guy next to me in studio vibing, still going. You ready for the intro? I'm giving you this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop vibing. You're dog. going really hard. God, pass me the rock right now. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. You're vibing. Pass it to me. I'm hot. Hey, that's Dylan Shivery. Known man. to many as DJ. No, known to very few as DJ. Very happy to be here, man. I watched a little college football over the weekend. I support Scott Frost and the decision to go for the onside kick there. I love it. Bury those sons of guns. Uh, look, man, I'm happy to be here. It's a be- The best time of year is upon us. And we have a very handsome KJ just right here on screen as well. I don't know, man. Hopefully just... the very well lit, not lit enough midday business cash. KJ is uh, joining here from Wisconsin here in the basement. I love the ongoing, and I don't even think it's a bit, but the ongoing effort by Dylan. It's almost like uh, if you've seen the movie Life featuring one Eddie Murphy and uh, Martin Lawrence where they're on a prison. They have a gun line, which uh, if you walk past said gun line, you'll be shot by a prison guard. Pretty standard uh, operation in a prison, I would imagine. Dylan's effort to like run as far into the rundown and grab a topic mm-hmm. from as late into the show and bring it back into the first 12 seconds every episode before David like cuts him off is it, tremendous every that's, week. That's like vintage <laughs> original D-man right there. Man, I love it, dude, because you know putting these rundowns together is so fun and easy. Look at- uh, I love just kind of just... <laughs> Completely tanking it. Did you know that KJ was going to come at us with a jerk today? Yeah, what's going on here? I like that. It's a good-looking jerk. Oh, is that Pearl Snap? No Pearl Snaps. No. No cheap bourbon whiskey. Snap. It's, uh, it's like Pearl faux snap Pearl Snap. It's just right. a little button stitch. But, yeah, figured I'd go hit hit people with the uh, chambray look. Uh, you know, pull the Midwest, uh, like, real all-American, hard-working man, blue collar. Yeah, you're pulling it off well. I didn't know. I didn't know you. Is this? Are you supporting Brandel Chambray? Is that what that is? <laughs> exactly. That's Sham- Brandel Chambray is what it is. Oh, Chambray. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get that and ombre mixed up. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, good look. Other than the visible undershirt, which I come on, man. Yeah. It's show intentional. Off, show off those packs. When I when I pull the uh, like Ryan Gosling look later, and I want to just do fully like. I haven't figured out how to do layers yet. This is really a confession. I've been told in the Midwest, like layering during the winter is going to be critical. So I'm trying to figure out what's the transition between I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm also wearing this shirt. At some point I may have to go jacket on Mm. later in the day, jacket off, maybe a vest. Who knows? Come on. I'm just saying. Okay. Thanks, Dan. I'm going to update the. Burn it back. <laughs> I got to do it. K- oh, KJ, KJ, you're on one today. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a good show. Do you smoke any meats? Uh, I didn't mention uh, that I, I did my first ever fast and hot rib rack the other day. Smoked uh, ribs in about two hours. Or maybe I did. Okay. No, I thought you were saying that you were into intermittent fasting, much like I have been uh, a champion of, and Elon Musk now fasting intermittently. Famously. Yeah, unfortunately. What's up? What's uh, up, no, Randy? I do have uh, uh, some pork butt in a freezer that I think I need to thaw out. 
Uh, and I fear the thawing process that that's going to take weeks for it to happen. So I just need to go ahead and get it out of there. This, uh, this son of a gun, Randy, our producer, I thought he was up to something diabolical over there. Turns out we just didn't have the curtain shut. And mm -hmm. Randy, explain what happened there. Uh, I just, uh, I didn't have the curtain shut. So uh, the acoustics in here were a little off. It should sound a lot better. Oh, my acoustics. <laughs> thanks, Randy. Yeah, thanks, Randy, for staying on top of it, man. Yeah, the thawing uh, process, man. Tough scene. I'm, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it. I did have family in town. I didn't talk about it last week, but I had family visiting from Dallas. Uh, and I think I mentioned having so many nephews and nieces in one household, but an experience that I hadn't yet had was that of driving around with a eight year old and a six year old. I don't remember age as well. Uh, in the conversations that ensue, it certainly is giving me something to anticipate whenever my kids hit those ages, Dylan, having two kids in that age range, David, I'm sure you've driven your nieces and her nephews around some point maybe been in the car but i am shocked to know how much like random online slang is thrown around even at that age like hearing my nephew refer to something as sus kind of stopped me down my tracks parks uh parks uh seven years old as you sus before he also calls me bro sometimes which i'm not <laughs> sure how i feel about uh yeah he, he's picking he, he's picking it up man do you remember the don't tase me bro guy yeah, of course. All-time video. <laughs> of course. He got tased, man. And I feel like they didn't need to tase him. <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. Spoiler alert, he, he gets tased quite He does. Yeah. I mean, I think he was okay like, at the end of the day, but come on, bro. Yeah, I have not, uh, I have not had the – it's been a while since I've ridden around with my niece and nephew, but they are you know, 13 and 8. Mm. And so can I, I can only imagine – I can only imagine. Now, the, my niece, who's 13, she doesn't really – she's embarrassed by me. So, like, she really doesn't communicate with me unless she, like, absolutely has to. So she probably won't say much at all. But my nephew, who just started football, by the way, in some capacity, he will – he'll drop a sus on you. Mm -hmm. He'll hit you with it. Kids, man. Kids are wild. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to be in that, like, memeable category or just, like – I didn't even know the app Be Real occur like existed. And at one point my nephew was talking to my brother about it. And I'm like, what is going on in this universe? Like, am I that just completely unplugged? I'm supposed to be online and involved in these things. Had no idea. Will is probably ashamed. I did not know Be Real had an app. I mean, I, I listened to I a lot know. of Cypress Concept, Hill. Whatever it is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I stepped on that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It wasn't good. No one gets it. Hey, I see we want to talk fantasy. Is that what this is? Is this our fantasy minute? What? We were talking, hey, we really need some content for the early part of the episode. And I was like, who better to bring us updates on their fantasy football rosters and starting lineup than uh, those who've come back from drafts themselves? It was My team was widely panned. Uh, on the previous show we recorded, circling back. I asked Dave who his number one pick was. He doesn't even remember. So. Yeah, we got pretty. We got. <laughs> we had a weekend. <laughs> I I do like my team. It just is not sexy. There's a lot of a lot of things that could go wrong. My my quarterback is uh, Jalen Hurts, who okay. 
widely panned in the room here, but if you if you get deep into it and you look in the analytics, people are like, no, Jalen Hurts, this is going to be big year. The Eagles are going to win the East. It's ripe for the picking. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking I can rely on him to at least keep me in games if he can stay healthy. Yeah, uh, more athletic uh, what Andy Dalton used to be. He's always going to have to try to score points. They're never going to be dominating so much that uh, – you don't know what's going to happen. My, uh, my draft is on Monday, which is Labor Day. It is an auction yeah. draft. That is, the, that is the only way I do fantasy football. It's like a five-hour ordeal. It's kind of a long situation, but so much fun. I'll let you know how oh, it turns out. That reminds me. This has nothing to do with fantasy, but you did say auction draft. We did a snake draft, as we often do. There's a python, an albino python in my neighborhood that got loose. A 12-foot <laughs> albino, albino python. I'm glad that Ross found Bruce before that python made its way to his neighborhood. The the thought crossed my mind that, like, okay, do I need, when I'm letting my dog out, my large dog, do I need to, like, go out and do a, do a walkthrough? I know it's very unlikely, but. That's really scary. It is. I'll snatch a kid up, man. Yeah. 12-foot python. Do they, con- do they constrict? I know a bow constrictor, obviously, is the squeezing type. Does a python will squeeze you? How's that work? If you're squeezable. Yeah. You are. I know. Bitch. KJ, thoughts on pythons? I'm just still going through the like sentence diagramming of how we went from fantasy football, snake draft, python talk. Yeah. My brain was still like watching that step off one wall, step off the other wall, then just like roundhouse kick to the face content that we got. I I appreciate that. You don't see a lot of pause doing that. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Before we get to the next uh, point, we do need to remind the good folks at home. If you have not already, go to a little website called youtube.com, search too much dip podcast, throw in that podcast part. It's critical and hit subscribe. We need you to be present and ready for when we bring back the live streams next Thursday night. Do you mean the live streams presented by DraftKings? Exactly. What time will they be presented by DraftKings? 7 p.m. Central, right? That's what we normally do, and we should know that. At the time stuff, right? in which no. we announce, we do them. <laughs> I think we do 6.30. We do 6.30? Because it ends as I the think it's 6.30. Okay. Well, it's supposed to, that and feels sometimes right. you look up and we're 51 minutes in. You will not believe the guest that KJ has lined up for this very first one. I mean, it's going to be, KJ, I don't want to, like, oversell it, but you've got something. You want to just go ahead and name this person? One of the few Austin natives that I know, former baseball standout, some might not say star, one of the best all-around dudes I know, Dylan Shivery, will be present. That's fucking crazy. Wow. A guy who... Five-tool podcaster. Mm-hmm. Man, if it hadn't been for that knee. Just wait what I have <laughs> I have in store for you guys that day. I cannot wait to see what games yeah. you pick, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to blow your little D off. I almost said that out there. Did you hear me? Uh, yeah, I've right hard. of uh, Cali. Yeah. Our, I didn't. I said I changed it to doors. Our young intern. So it completely changed what I was. Yeah. I blow the doors off. Shut yeah, up. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. With gentlemen, I don't do that. But DraftKings. DraftKings is back in the mix. The wait, it's almost over. Mm. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL. Week one action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. 
an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a cannot-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up, seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Like, let's say maybe uh, hypothetical if it was Scott Frost on the other side of the ball. Ooh. I know it's a, it's a college football thing. Yeah. And this is only NFL. But you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? You're not good. Up 11 points. Correct. Third, third quarter, just scored. Got the mow. Got on, the big mow on his side. Onside kick. Let's bury these fools. <laughs> let's go. Let's see how it works out. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. A lot of places uh, don't let you do that. DraftKings, though, they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WASHED to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code WASHED, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. So check that out. Got a full disclaimer in the show notes. Well, guys, it's here. It came. <laughs> Wait, what did? Week zero. Mm. How do you feel about calling it week zero? I like it. I don't. I right, come up with a better Seems name. Seems unnecessary. Tough guy. Huh? Come up with a better name. One. No. <laughs> it's too confusing, man. I just don't think it is. Yeah. Like, there were actual games. Because it's not, but it's like not real action, you know? I mean, it's kind of real action. We played a like game in Dublin. The big dogs start. The real week one, the big dogs, not Duquesne versus Florida State. You or Duquesne, Nebraska, weekends. Northwestern, or Florida Atlantic versus whatever the shit. Those don't, you know. You're telling me Northwestern Nebraska doesn't do anything for you? Uh, it was it was fun to watch Casey Thompson, former Longhorn great, at the helm for the the Cornhuskers. Hasn't changed much. Same guy. Same guy. He'll make some good plays. Looked really good in the first half. He'll make some good throws, maybe even a wow play. And then he'll throw some interceptions, and then as uh, as his team really needs him, he just kind of disappears. You mean after he's trying to clean up for his coaches, head coach's mistakes? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Dylan uh, mentioned this in the first seven seconds of the show, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Scott Frost <laughs> up 11 in the third. <laughs> they, went, uh, they went onside kick. Onside kick. Didn't get Onside it. kick? Didn't and get look, the ball back. I'm a, I like to think I'm a forward-thinking football guy. I like, uh, I like mixing it up. I like, I like working an onside kick in there. I just don't know if that was the situation for it. KJ, you're a better football mind than I. Go ahead and tell me if I'm wrong here. I have no idea what the analytics say, but... I do appreciate that he owned it immediately after he said that's on him. That's his call. That's his decision. I think that's all we ask for. Um, the tweet that's gone out and been recycled a couple times that if Scott Frost, who is 15 and 30, there's first 45 games in Nebraska, uh, won the next 50 games, he would still not have as many wins as Bo Pelini did, who was notably fired after being like 63 and 26. He lost at Nebraska. The room, so. He lost to who? He lost the room. <laughs> he 
he lost the room and he had some like out not allegations, but like NCAA violations uh, creeping up during his time. Pretty sure he also had some, uh, uh, I guess it would have been NCAA allegations as far as like practice time allotments. But anyways, yeah, Scott Frost is not for long there. Um, it'll just allow people to go back to remembering, you know, all of his memories uh, of being roommates or, you know, connections to Lawrence Phillips and whatnot. Mm. Oh, mm. were they roomies? I don't know if they're roomies, but I believe Scott Frost and I might screw this one up. David, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, was present during a situation in which a woman accused a former player of uh, sexual assault. And by all accounts, Scott Frost stayed in the other room and did not intervene. And his claim was that he was too scared to intervene or something along those lines. Says he broke into the house of the then uh, freshman quarterback or apartment of the freshman quarterback, Scott Frost. And that is where the uh, incident went down. Mm. That is what they very, very... Very brief skimming of this AP story from uh, 20 years ago. Longer than that, actually. But, yeah. Um, Scott Frost, not a good Anyways, coach. <laughs> not a good coach. It's sad because it's not sad. He had so much success at UCF, and it's weird to think maybe UCF just had staying power. Or is it a talent thing? I mean, obviously, UCF is located in a talent-rich state. I mean, even if you get scrubs from Florida State, Florida, and even like, you know, Georgia, Alabama, obviously, poaches from Florida. Uh, still a ton of talent in that state. I think convincing a blue-chip athlete to go spend, you know, several years in Lincoln, Nebraska, no offense, but uh, not easy to do. I mean, Nebraska hasn't been good since, what, the 90s? When uh, there's probably some some shady uh, under the table dealings going on to get guys to play football there, that's speculation. But uh, it was a kind of I think wild that was times. going on in other places too. Of course it was. KJ can attest. Okay, leave it alone. We served our time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. Well, it's, it's tough to recruit to Nebraska. How many? Let's be honest. No, you're right. You're right. How many games did Casey Thompson start at Texas or? Roughly. He he wasn't a full season starter, right? So uh, Hudson Card was named Hudson starter Card. at the beginning of last season and it took, I think, a game and a half. Yeah. I, well, what Texas played Arkansas, and um, yeah. Hudson Card looked terrible during the Arkansas game, and that was when they brought Casey Thompson in. He looked really, really good for, um, well, up until halftime of the OU game. He got hurt that game, to be fair. Right. Uh, he hurt his thumb, famously. Um yeah, so he, he didn't start quite a full season for Texas, but at times looked really good as a starter. You all right? Dude, sorry, man. I mean, the spam calls mm. are through the roof. I just get too many spam calls. What, what are we going to do about this? I thought we banned – didn't Bush ban those or something? That didn't work. Julie Golf Trip is calling again? No, not Ju – okay. Come on. <laughs> Julie. Um. Did you guys check in on any college game day action? Uh, I just saw what hit the TL, and what I saw was unfortunate. Like what I did, I honestly did not see any of the college game day stuff. I was I on remember the watching a tune in in the first week, week zero probably about four or five years ago, and they dragged Lee Corso out there again. 
four or five years ago. And I remember thinking to myself, they've got to get this guy off, off the TV screen. They've got to. Yeah. I know he had a stroke a while back. Very sad deal. Uh, he hasn't been the same since, and he has been declining uh, rapidly. Sorry to say, legend, but it's just it's it's gotten pretty sad at this point. I don't know why they keep bringing him out there. He went on about the SEC, like whoever's going to win the SEC title. I don't know what he said. It made zero sense. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't even recap it because it really it really made no sense what he was trying to say. And he was slurring, and it was just bad. He's, I feel bad for the man at this point. As you should. He's an old bag of bones, baby. I, well, I, I feel like he's got a hand in this decision that, like, this has to be somewhat forceful, forceful from his end to remain on board. Because if anything that, you know, if, if we thought COVID would fix any glitches, so to speak, Whenever we got to the point where they were setting up full-blown college game day, like outposts in his backyard, I knew we were too far gone. Like, yeah. Let the man call in from his office and join in a segment like they've done with the other hosts. But, like, they were going above and beyond, sending, like, live mascots out there in addition to the mascot heads to his house. Like, yeah. I don't think they realize that, like, he's not the only thing keeping that show afloat. Just yeah. the pure live show from the campus of a game that day and getting like the like atmosphere you can mix in and mix out the other parts and people will still check in or at least have it on as background noise every saturday what they need to do is just bring out like 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 you said maybe set up a put a setup at his house you know and puts like some fake cameras like they don't even get to plug him in or anything and just tell him he's on tv okay <laughs> <laughs> just like let him keep believing it for, a, for the next couple of years, but not actually air it. <laughs> who who is who's supposed to replace him? I don't know. Do they need anybody they, to replace him? They have a they have guys already. He's the bit guy though. He does the most bits. I've I've seen speculation that they're grooming Bear to replace him. A okay. Terrible decision. I, I agree. He doesn't really have much of a personality. For TV, we're anti grooming for the record. <laughs> okay, let Lee Corso uh, service time, then work, work it in. Work it I'm glad you brought up Bear because the whole like stardom of that that guy slash character, like I loved that they gave him camera time as a producer for the show. Uh, I've been on record as to saying like I love when they give like big send offs to the camera crew or the behind the scenes people for these live sports broadcasts, but he's gone from like, Hey, our producer kind of likes betting a little bit to like getting a whole segment to like being a mainstay character. And that's just too much as they've fully leaned into betting. He was like, let's let him do it. None of us have to like be attached to it. Everybody's all in now. Like they don't need to have that guy doing that role. Yeah. Let the guy move on. Um, As long as the answer is not, for the brand, oh, then yeah. I'm okay. I agree. That can't be the answer. That is, oh, McAfee. Yeah. Can't be, yeah. He's too obnoxious. Why would he, he does, he's already got the, he already got the bag from FanDuel or DraftKings, like one of them, right? Like somebody dropped the bag on him, so he doesn't need it. Not there's Disney. a bigger bag out there though. That's fair. Disney does have probably the biggest bag. Yeah, think about he'll end it. up in fucking Fortnite if uh, <laughs> if they let him do it. 
You were, uh, Dylan, you were saying you wanted Clay Travis to potentially switch <laughs> networks. I don't remember saying that. You said he would be a really good fit. God. The most unathletic douchebag in America, <laughs> Clay Travis. I, I have to really quick pull back the curtain. As we go through this season, we uh, had a quick discussion that we're going to try to, like, you know, each stand guard or, or at least uh, pay attention to a different conference. And since I'm in Madison, I stepped up and said, you know what? I'll watch the Big Ten. It'll be easiest for me to do. Makes the most sense. Not thinking about the fact that this is going to mean not only am I going to have to see Urban Meyer on my TV, I'm going to have to see Jason Whitlock pop up, Clay Travis pop up, and watch so much Fox coverage of sports that it's going to be a lot to let you know how like Mike Loxley and Maryland is doing mid-year. <laughs> I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited to hear uh, you can you can be our reporter to keep that that beat uh, up to date on this pod. I don't know. I don't see what I don't see a lot of Whitlock stuff or a lot of Clay Travis stuff, and I feel like it's out there. And we need. I think you need to bring it to us, Dylan. You're on the SEC, correct? I'm. Uh, I'm riding the SEC train. Yeah, I just figure since Texas is headed that way, I might as well, uh, you know, dig in a bit. That's going to be tough for you because like they don't get covered anywhere. I know it's hard to find an SEC game on TV. I'm. Uh, I'm doing West Coast. West Coast Dave checking in. <laughs> let's go dude. i'm pretty stoked and i'm and definitely not going to tie it all every pac-12 update to uh the backup quarterback at utah i definitely will not <laughs> bring up jaquindon jackson every chance that i get um, we figured we're going to get enough big 12 and uh, unnecessary american athletic coverage conference uh discussions week to week but uh at very least the top games in those conferences will do a better job at uh, yeah. discussing speaking of we got some games this week. We got some serious games this week. Oregon, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cincy at Arkansas. How many eggplant emojis are you for this week in general, KJ? Just give us a ballpark. Uh, 11 of 10. Wow. Damn. We've been, I don't know if it's hard knocks or NFL preseason or just my inability to watch Shohei Otane. But, like, I don't know that I've had this level of, like, anticipation and excitement for a college football season in a while. Maybe it's the, the quarterback switching and how many coaches have moved. But it just feels like a full reset. And going into this year, I'm just like, I'm all in. I, I even threw Florida State LSU on there. It's not a ranked game. But it's a Sunday night, 630 in Baton Rouge. It's a big Bet name, your ass though. I'm going to be hoping like yeah. we're going to get a 360 camera on Brian Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the Brian Kelly angle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think um, a couple other games to watch. My sneaky fun game of the week, NC State at East Carolina. What's sneaky fun about that one? You've got, a, you've got NC State coming in ranked, a little bit of height. Okay. East Carolina, who has had some big dubs, KJ, as you know, in the last few years against uh, highly ranked opponents. And it's the first game of the season. I think it'll just be fun. Sneaky, talented team, ECU, every year. Uh, I forgot to tell the world. I've got a little bit of extra insight on this. As a head coach of North Carolina State, uh, Dave Doreen was on my flight back from uh, Montana through ORD. 
And not only was it Dave Doreen, but it was also uh, whatever his two kids' names are. And they are large, like six foot five, tight end looking MFers. Uh, and they seem to be a very nice, kind, peaceful uh, couple. However, Dave Doreen is extra large font on his uh, phone guy. I love that. And uh, I can say that he is a faithful and loving husband who was really excited to get home that night. So I, I wish the best to him. What? I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> tell if that's uh, underhanded or not. What's going no, on? No, 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 not at all. He just in all caps was like, hey, it's going to be a long travel day. Oh. I can't wait to see you, honey. I was really hoping it was like him getting back into the grind of like texting a recruit. Mm-hmm. And it was not. You were screen watching. It was in the top line of an eye chart font on his phone. Mm. He's an older feller. Kind of. I don't know if that's accurate, but anyway, NC State ECU. What else is on your list? Uh, Houston at UTSA. Okay. That's a, that's a game that like doesn't maybe, – maybe it doesn't do anything for anybody outside of Texas, but those are two teams that have been good. The last few years. And you got Dana Holgerson. So just going to be a fun game. And UTSA, they're they're coming to uh, Austin in a couple of weeks, right? Uh, I believe that's game three. Yeah. Yeah. In Austin. Shouldn't be an easy um, Texas right after Texas loses by 45 to Alabama. <laughs> hedging, hedging. Uh, Houston finished 12-2 and two last year and ranked. They're picked to win the American Athletic Conference. And so, you know, they run the table this year. They could be this year's Cincinnati. We'll see. Uh, I'm glad that you pulled the the Jim Harbaugh clip or uh, quote. So I don't think we've even talked about it. So he Harbaugh said they're gonna have. They've got a quarterback battle, a little classic QB battle. Uh, McNamara, right? He's gonna start the first game, mm-hmm. and then uh, the other kid, uh, JJ McCarthy, starting the next game. And his quote was. Um, no person that's biblical, no person knows what the future holds. It's a process, and it's going to be based on performance, but we're not going to withhold any good thing. Both have been tremendous quarterbacks. We think that both are capable of leading our team to a championship. Some people have asked, how did you come to that decision? Was it based on some kind of NFL model? No, it's really based biblical. Solomon, he was known to be a pretty wise person. So I don't know which one of you two fellers is the most religious, but do you want to break that down for me? I noticed you're leaning heavily into the word fellers in this episode. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I haven't read that part of the Bible. Um, he's just a big no laying up guy. Who's anyone ever done this? Announced two different starting quarterbacks for two different games? I think the move is to announce that you don't know, up and then like it's a surprise. Like I think that's what Oregon's yeah. doing. Or uh, if, obviously, like, you've seen, we've seen coaches try – to play two different quarterbacks in the same game. That happens quite a bit. But to say, like, this guy's starting this game, this guy's starting the next one, is a weird move. What's the, uh, what's the old saying, the old adage in the sports? You got two quarterbacks, you don't have, you don't have one? That's, that's right. Or you have none? Does it apply in current world where you're in, like, post-Kevin Sumlin over QB recruit, recruitment era? era? Texas has two quarterbacks. Michigan, two quarterbacks. Uh, USC, you know, two quarterbacks. With how many transfers we're seeing, 
Um, I just saw TJ Finley was announced as a starter at, uh, uh, at Auburn, six foot seven, 250 pound TJ Finley. And I couldn't remember, okay, who's he competing with? He was their starter going into the end of last year and went to overtime with uh, Alabama. Of course he should be a starter. No, Oregon's starting quarterback transferred in there. Uh, Calzada from um, A&M, who started some games at A&M, is also there. So, like, all of these teams are going to run into this. With how many cupcake games a lot of these big schools have early on in the year, I don't hate this. It's not like they have preseason. Um, I just also wonder, like, okay, what happens when quarterback one gets hurt but not injured and misses a quarter in the first game and quarterback two does well? Like, are you going to rank that in? You know, it's it's just like it's weird to announce it ahead of the time. Yeah, what happens if like, you're not going to hurt the players' feelings to tell them this in the room and then just play it out in public? What happens if the first quarterback throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns? I mean, are you really going to set him for game two? I guess you have to since you've already told the public that that's what's going to happen or else it would look – Pretty strange, I think, but or the Bible told him so. Go. That doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. (laughs) I'm looking up. I'm looking up Michigan's schedule because I'm very. Oh, I was reading Solomon stories. Oh, yeah, that's fine too. (laughs) Oh yeah, we got so they're coming out of the gate: Colorado State, then Hawaii. So, not exactly uh, the biggest games. So maybe you can not a balanced slate either. But if really, if, if I'm. Go ahead. No, just if 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 they come out and uh, McNamara looks awesome against Colorado State, they win by you know forty. Then the next week, say some by some act of God, they lose to Hawaii because they ran out the <laughs> other guy. It's just a it's a bad look. So I don't know if it's onside kick up eleven in the third in Dublin, Ireland, bad, but it could be. A lot of things have to go. Imagine wrong. that flight back. No, what is like fifteen hours of just silence? <laughs> That's a tough one, man. That sucks. And he's yeah, Scott Frost just wondering if like his you know termination papers are waiting for him as he lands. It's it, it can't be a pleasant flight at all. So he basically <clears throat> he's got to beat OU. Like they've got OU in a few weeks. He's not going to beat OU. Well, they might. They almost know. beat OU last year. Really. Yeah. I can't tell if that was going to be. They're replacing a lot of people and entire coaching staff as well. That was uh, one of their like 18 one score game losses they had last season. Okay. That's what got Rattler. uh, I think that was like when we were dealing with like Rattler getting flat out booed for Caleb Williams. Okay. That's right. That might have did it. I hadn't heard much mm-hmm. out of him. It. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he's South Carolina. South Carolina. Love my cocks. Y'all know that. Do know that about you. <laughs> Will said that we need to get make a a, a too much dip old school sports college hat, like in the bar old, hat. The bar hat is it a bar hat? Yeah. yeah, and I think he's right. Will is the expert on that sort of thing, so of course, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's got legs, Dad. Um, anything else, KJ? You mentioned Oregon's starting quarterback. They actually haven't named it yet, but it's Bonex, right? It's got to be Bonex. Uh, I think it's going to be Bonex. Yeah. Um, I'm more shocked at the lack of attention that George is getting. I know that Stinson um, or Stetson Bennett, I can't remember his full name, um, was what people would call a bus driver and their defense overpowered teams. But like they might be fourth or fifth best odds to win the national titles, national championship this year. I know one person on this show has uh, put in a decent amount of uh, coin. 
less than 30 bucks uh, with hopes that they can repeat or that Stetson Bennett can uh, win the Heisman, one of the two. Um, so, yeah, um, let's go Georgia. Okay. And, of course, Dan Lanning, former, uh, famously the D.C. at Georgia, oh, right? Oregon, huh? Now is it Oregon, head coach. Yeah. Great point. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm just full of fun facts. You know me. I got the Pac-12 covered. You're the Pac-12 guy. See, look at <laughs> you this. Know paying what? dividends already. <laughs> and if you want to, if I, if there's something I should know, or if there's something I mess up on, and you want to privately tell me and not make a big thing of it in front of everybody on the timeline, you could do that. You're Wait, I got to tell you, you messed up on something. It is not 15 hours back from Dublin. Somebody's going to be in your DMs about that. It's like six ish. Yeah, it's not that far. Really? I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but it is not 50. If it was Dublin direct to Lincoln, and I can't imagine that it goes direct to Lincoln, Nebraska, it's probably like eight, eight hours. Charter flight. Yeah. Well, now I got to know. <laughs> Just do Chicago to Dublin direct Oh, the game time. was actually in Dublin, Ohio. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> not a real destination game. Home of the Jack Hanna Zoo. Hmm. I wonder how he's doing. How long's that flight? Look it up, bitch. I I, I try, but it, then it was just gonna tank the show because I was gonna be quiet for, and y'all weren't gonna know what to do because you're I've got waiting you. for me. Seven and a half hours to ORD, so it's probably nine. There you go. Split the Any, difference. Anything over two is bad in my book. So yeah, that's hell. You know, it's not hell. Just hanging out with the boys, having a busy. Oh. Busy hard seltzer, like I did at the river this weekend. Sounds a lot like heaven to me, Dave. I was uh, down yonder on the Guadalupe. It was hotter than a hoochie coochie. We were cracking vizies. It was phenomenal. He ran this joke uh, during circling back, too. Just want everybody to know that. They probably listened to that also. <laughs> yeah. They know. Look, man, it's great for any summer occasion, but vizies a year-round thing because the vibes are going to be busy year-round whether you're cozying up for cuffing season or hosting a tailgate that will be the envy of the lot, pass the vibe check with a case of bold, delicious, Vizzy hard seltzer with their vitamin C from Superfruit Acerola. What more can you ask for? Uh, I went heavy on the uh, a variety pack over the weekend, and then uh, I, hit a, I mixed in a little bit of lemonade, the, uh, the Vizzy lemonades. They're all fantastic. The Vizzy Mimosa has the refreshing taste of real orange juice and is perfect for daytime sipping. Comes in strawberry orange, pineapple orange, peach orange, and pomegranate orange. If you like to shake things up or just keep your options open, like I said, try the variety pack for a cornucopia of flavors. Oh, fall's get close. Fall cannot come <laughs> soon enough, Dylan. I hear you, man. Check it out. Vizzy Heart Seltzer flavors for every vibe. Stock up on Vizzy Heart Seltzer and show some love for the show. Here's how to get yours. Go to VizzyHeartSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHeartSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHeartSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. Who cried when Rory, Rory won yesterday? Who here? Raise your hand. Which one of you guys? I know somebody cried. You're the sports crier. Who admit, cried? Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. You didn't watch. What were you doing? I watched. I watched some. I watched when Scheffler was way out in front. Actually, I had Six no shot idea lead. that Rory was uh, doing what he was doing. So I was completely unaware. Yeah, tough, tough day for Scotty. Um, just kind of gagged away a, a six shot lead. Don't say it like that. 
Coughed it up. Choked away. Um, that's not much better. It's a real term, at least. They're both real, as you know. <laughs> Jesus. KJ, man, you're a big Rory guy. Uh, Nothing really stopped me in my tracks, like seeing people fall over themselves to profess Rory McIlroy, the, like, 2022 victor of all that is golf and then proceed to lay out his stats on the air where he finished what top eight in all four majors. Uh, he won notable events like the tour PGA championship FedEx cup, super bowl fest. Uh, and then he won the Canadian Royal cannon bowl. Don't don't like, he's won, the Canadian. He's, he's had wins. He's had wins. I respect the year that he's had. But to like fall over yourself and like throw in the bullet point. Oh, and he also savaged Greg Norman. He did, did savagely he? savage him. Greg Norman's still getting paid. <laughs> like he'll be okay. Uh, but to do all of that and not in the same line, be like, what a moment for the PGA to have Rory who's had this year and Scotty Scheffler whose year has looked like this. Which to me, Scotty's year is just ridiculous. Like what? Ten four, top tens? Four dubs and a masters being one of those <laughs> dubs. Yeah, he had a phenomenal year. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> well, and what do you think about so we're not gonna jump into the live stuff too much. We have, you know, some 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 notes on it, but Yeah. To do it to make this comeback, even though it was kind of terrible golf the last uh, pretty much the last four or five holes uh, to do all this while being the the savior of the tour along with uh, one Tiger Woods who obviously was not playing there's a little something to be said for that because he's the guy's got a lot going on what uh, what does him having to be the savior of the tour have to do with anything like, he's having yeah, to like make external up, pressure he's trying to make up like, shit or try to figure it out man He's trying to get paid. No, dude. Like, hey, man, it's not about the money, bro. This, like, at this point, like, once we finally mentally and emotionally get past the MBS angle here, which I don't know that it's expected to ever happen, at some point, the reaction by the PGA, the creation of, like, the arena events between Rory and Tiger, like, we're going to get to the point where it's, like, the PGA's best response comes off like players who would be like heavily advocating against NIL deals. Like they're like, no, 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 you should have paid homage to this current, uh, current system. And then the PGA like tries their best to dump all this money into events. Like, okay, if you had that money, you should have done that five years ago. They were definitely like, late can't to be mad. They were very, very late to the existential threat of a, a rival golf league. And you had everybody's attention, undivided yeah. attention for decades. And like the reactions that are so visceral and like personal now, I'm sure there's more to it than I fully understand in terms of the personal interactions. But like, I'm not going to give any weight to Rory, like taking it upon himself to be King Dingling on top of like having a good year. He's had a great year. Won all those masters. Okay. Or won all those majors. Okay. Or fought back to get into a couple major contentions. <laughs> As he often does. He will he will break your heart if you're not careful pretty much every time. Um, yeah. 
All valid points. Um, Cam Smith officially gone. Joaquin Neiman. Harold Varner the third. That one. Cam Smith and her HV three. That's that hurts. I, I I've come to like both of those guys quite a bit. Cam Smith, um, just a unique character, fun to have out there. Uh, Harold Varner, by all accounts, a really really nice, popular dude on tour. Uh, friends with Brett. <laughs> through uh through his caddy and then uh, remember when brett famously got his car broken into in the fresas parking lot they did famously hang out one time they did hang out after uh <laughs> an event at what point is a pga tour just like all right if you can't beat them join them and they just do something i mean this this is really bad every week like a really big name or two gets announced it feels like at this point i think so they they had the players only meeting and you had those top 30 guys in the room and I don't think you're going to see anyone from that go anytime soon because it would be an awful look, right, to go in. And then everybody from there said they're solid. They're all ride-or-die PGA. They're going to make this work. If someone were to flip, like, in the next month, yeah, then they'd end up looking like Brooks because that's, that's how Brooks fucked up is that Brooks was, like, not even entertaining it. He was adamant against yeah. it. And the next thing you know, he's not. I mean, every time I but, watch a, a PGA Tour event and moving forward now that, like, even, I mean, Cam Smith, these guys are, are not there. It's just like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, Zalatoris won, but, like, Dustin Johnson wasn't there. Brooks wasn't there. Bryson wasn't there. Cam Smith's not going to be there moving forward. It just changes the whole dynamic. But those are the, those are the names. I mean, like, you just, you just ran through, like, the, the guys that are, like, alpha dogs that left the tour. Um, as far as like top top players, I know I'm saying like, but it's not that's not that many of them comparatively. These these are guys you yes see no. Sunday on the leaderboard though. You know what I mean? Like yes, Zalatoris won a tournament, his first one. That's great. But would he have won if these other guys were playing in that same tournament? It just it just changes the field has been changed, watered down way too much for my liking. It just makes PGA Tour events are just not as exciting anymore. We got the major still. I get that. The product, uh, the product just stinks now. I comparatively, don't, I don't see it that way at all. But I mean, it just like Brooks, I was never like tuning in for for Brooks Kepka. Now I did like him there in the mix, but Dustin Johnson's thirty six years old, thirty seven years old, right? It's like he's on the back end of his career. And Brooks, Brooks has had. I, I get why Brooks did it. Cam Brooks Smith been, just left. Cam Smith's a tough one. I mean, but Cam Smith, like outside of being like a funny guy from Australia with a mullet. I'm saying like the competition stinks now compared to how uh, but it was I, I mean, last year. Salatoris versus Cam Smith, those records next to one another. One's a major winner, one one in Columbus, I think, or wherever it was. Uh, yeah, like, you still got John I, I agree. <clears throat> the numbers are clearly in favor of PGA in terms of the numbers of names that are on their side and on their docket. The total collective quality of those 30 names versus even if it's five to seven on the live tour, plus just some other names. Like, I don't think it needs to even out 20 and 20 for it to be a real competition. But like Dylan's saying, like eventually it's going to dilute the pool on one side or the other. Yeah. The same reason that people don't care about live events because they're not competing with anybody. At some point, you're going to start asking those questions about PGA because even if it's 30 guys, you can't tell me you tune into a PGA event like looking at all 30 names. But if you really like you've got your five in mind and then you're watching the top leaderboard. If you if you look at what they're proposing and going to do with the elevated events, then 
the entire premise of it is to have the best players in the world playing in the same tournaments, um, making sure the schedule is aligned. And, and obviously they've had to open up the, the pocketbooks and to do that. But I think that's going to be serious, seriously good for the tour. It's going to be a good product to watch. And like live, we've all, we've probably watched collectively about 19 minutes of live on YouTube. And it was the first day. And it was when we were in the office in here. Um, I don't know. I don't see that access is, I think the only thing standing in, I'm not saying it would be a game changer if they were on NBC at the same time Would that many more people be watching. But like, I think the access has more to do with how much we've consumed, but I agree with you a year from now, if the PGA delivers on these promises and the events look good, you know, they, maybe they bring back the, the shot tracer tail that I love so much. You do love Um, the shot chaser tail. (laughs) Uh, but you know, if they do deliver over the next year, it's a different conversation. I'm not, I'm, I'm not serious when I ask, uh, if the PJ will make it to the spring, but I do think we're a long way away from where we were in March when this started becoming a conversation. We called this DOA two or three different times whenever Phil got his hand slapped and it's ridiculous to think of where we're at after that first, like Phil Mickelson, like press conference fuck up. You know, what's funny is that. So Phil, obviously, with the changes they've made, was right to a certain extent. And had he just not been such a we so weird about it and like looked so conniving and like almost, I think Shipnick said, you know, almost like a double agent because he was working like trying to talk to the tour while at the same time helping write the the uh, the operating agreement for for Live. It's like he would look really good right now, and there's. There's a, a lot of people out there like, oh, Phil was totally right. It's like, I mean, he was right that the tour needed changes. That's for sure. I think most people thought that. It's just how he went about it was just not the move. And that's that's just Phil, though. That's how he's always been. And he gave people a chance to shit on him when they've been looking for that opportunity forever, for his entire career, <laughs> and have probably done so. Uh, last question on this uh, for me, I'm saying. Uh, do you think – we're too far gone for it to be a possibility or is there still in the future, the opportunity for some sort of NBA, ABA type event where they, they don't necessarily walk back all the exclusivity lines they've tried to draw at the PGA, but they realize like, okay, maybe we're not allowing these guys back in, but we continue to play on this like WCW versus WWE atmosphere and let's put on two events a year, Ryder Cup style, and make money off of it. That would be sick. That's I would watch that. that w- I would be in for that. It's, I think it's unlikely, and I think the best chance we're going to get is like if we have Sunday of a major, and you have like Brooks and and Rory in the final group, or you know any any live guy versus any tour guy. But yeah, no, I I just don't see it going that way, and and maybe we may have to wait the whatever two years or whatever it's going to take for the uh, pending litigation. I don't know if you saw that they just uh, Patrick Reed's attorney, I think, just yeah. subpoenaed a uh, Tiger and was it Rory somebody. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that'll have to stop before that happens. I agree. God, Reed no. sucks. Look at that golf guy. Golf guys here, full blown golf talk. We're just we're just suck. we're just guys who know the game. That's our thing. Damn pets. <laughs> you know what I also know? I know that I start every morning with athletic greens. Mm. I wake up, 
I usually have a cup of water next to my bed. I sip some water, stretch, maybe uh, do some body movements just to get loose, get the blood flowing. I go to the kitchen. I get my athletic green shaker. I pop open a pack, put it in there, a little bit of water, six ounces, eight ounces, something like that, shake it up, and I just pound it, empty stomach, boom. It is the way to start the day. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Dylan and I, man, and KJ for that matter too, like there's a reason we're able to operate at this high level. It's because we start every day with AG1. Every day. Every flipping day. Tastes good too. Sneaky good. It's sneaky good and like it's almost shocking because something that's that good for your gut health, for your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus and aging, all those things, it shouldn't taste that good, but it does. And it's like, it's super, it's like super green. And you're like, wow, what's this going to taste like? It's, it's, you know, diced up greens. Well, it tastes phenomenal. It's got like, it, it's very easy to drink, which isn't the, always the case for something to drink that early in the morning. Right we now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop, cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. That's, again, athleticgreens.com slash bang. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate and daily nutritional insurance. You crushed it. That's how, that's how you do a read, folks. It's already time to party. It ain't a hobby. It's always time to party. Damn, but it's time to sports party. This is the part of the pod where we talk about sports, and while doing so, we theoretically party. KJ? I don't want to veer off topic as a sports podcast, but I do think we should all just publicly right here and now proclaim who we will be submitting a ballot in support of in 2024 for president and right now i can tell you it absolutely is not stephen a smith why not man <laughs> david you had the note uh or at least i believe it was you who shared the story that stephen a is getting an absolute bag it sounds like from disney to do a uh offshoot podcast where he will do politics news current events other non-sports items is that correct I don't know if I'm the one who shared it, but I definitely saw that. And it makes sense because Stephen Stephen A's style, his entire game, it translates to whatever he wants to talk about. It's actually perfect, maybe more perfect for for the world of politics, given the state of uh, this country, this world. I agree. I think it does translate. I, I enjoy me some Stephen A as long as he's not talking Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I, I enjoy his takes and the the manner in which he delivers them. Did you see Jerry drop the glory hole again? What's he doing? Mm-hmm. Stop. It's oil and gas. I, I, I love that Stephen A is self-aware. Uh, okay. Two Stephen A universes, you got to pick one. One, he has a full hour-long Rachel Ray in her old days, like cooking show. Or... You get Stephen A. Smith in a uh, Sean Hannity nightly news segment. Uh, give me the former. Just because the thought Stephen of Stephen A. in the kitchen? Yeah, that is much more entertaining, and I'm, I'm trying to save this country. I don't know about you guys, but I just feel like that would be bad for us all. 
I don't know. Give me Stephen A. hanging out with Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper on on New Year's. That's what I'm trying to get. I agree. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's that's different. You didn't sell it that way before. (laughs) That's pretty good. So, uh, oh man, we're gonna lose Chet for the whole year. Next one says R.I.P. Chet Holmgren. I would like to announce that he is still alive, alive and well, other than the ankle or foot, whatever. Yeah, he's out for the year. Old Chet. Yeah, the the. The book on him was like, dude, insane skills, freakish player, unicorn-esque with that body frame, being like the skinniest guy in the league, having zero muscle mass. And I don't, I don't know how, if those, if that equated or weighed into the injury or not, but like, it doesn't look good. What's that with, sucks for, for OKC. What's with the big guys and, and feet problems? I know there's uh, probably, probably a, a medical reason that guys like, Yao, uh, Chet. Uh, there's some other guys. Porzingis. Foot prop. Porzingis. Just, their feet just can't handle the. That's, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? They're not, someone that big is not supposed to move and do the things they right. do. And I think, and it's it's interesting because I was almost going to say, and the way these guys play away from the basket, they're moving around a lot more, but that wasn't Yao Ming. Right. But he was also 7'6". That's just like <laughs> famously a very big man. <laughs> That's insane. We yeah. got to protect Bobon at all costs. Yeah. Uh, Viva Hawaii. Uh, I'm glad that it's over. Um, Little League World Series. I will constantly tell you it's the worst thing that's on television. It is my reminder each and every year that I can check out of ESPN for a good two and a half weeks. Uh, but apparently Hawaii's won that thing like for four times. So are we also dropping the bag for name, image, and likeness for Little League World Series kids or what? Yes. <sighs> We're working behind the scenes. I, am, I imagine one of them, yeah, one of them's going to catch a deal like that. Yeah, watching this, I don't, I don't like sit down and watch it, but if I catch highlights on SportsCenter, it reminds me I was not that guy back in Little League. These, guys, these kids are freaking good, man. Mm-hmm. Specialized. Good. Getting the ball like 280 are, feet. Are kids are kids like Park's age? Like, are they? They're not watching that, right? Because that Little League World Series no. wasn't on TV when I was a kid. I don't think. And if it was, it was on ESPN nine. But <laughs> I'm sure kids. I'm sure kids watch it. Do kids yeah. watch it, or is it probably just, okay? Kids that are like that around that age see how they're much better athletes perform on the field than they do. Just, just make them feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Just like completely crush their self worth. Uh, hey, I should be applauded for not leading the show with uh, my Duncanville Panthers over the Mecca, South Oak Cliff. Your def- your state champions uh, last year. South Oak Cliff. What was the final? A 5A level. Uh, yeah, 5A. Uh, Duncanville won by 10, I think. 8 or 9, 9 or 10. Duncanville is loaded with talent. Yeah, both, both teams. You got D1 all over that field. Uh, I think the... Biggest prospect is Sam Sam something or other, the D-end, number eight uh, on Duncanville, who's just an absolute monster and just wrecked the game. And that poor South Oak Cliff quarterback could not do anything. They have a, a junior. His name is Colin Simmons. I think I think that's his name. Last name is definitely Simmons. I might have the first name wrong. But, yeah, he's like a, a top five guy in the country for the class of 2024. That's wild. He's a junior. He's just a freak. Yeah, uh, I think Dunkville's quarterback might have done his ACL, blown his ACL in the game, which is awful. No. They have the worst luck with quarterbacks. But um, the backup looked good, too, and their running back sick, and their defense their defense looks better than it has. In, in Like last year, their defense was insane. This year, it looks like 
world class. So we'll see what happens. And of course, I will be continuing to monitor that situation. Oh, here's a good one. I'm 45 years old. I've got a lot of shit going on. Dylan, <laughs> who said it? Dylan or Tom Brady? <laughs> Come on, man. You know I'm not 45. Yeah, Tom Brady took a little time off from training camp. Anyone questioned as to what he was up to, he said he had a lot of shit going on. I can't, I can't say that to you guys. Like, if I just skip a few weeks, there's shit going on. You're probably going to want some kind of explanation. We need something better. Like if, yeah. If anybody ever had the ability to do so, it would be like the Dylan Shiver year. And not once has this man shown up and said that. So, uh, wow. I'll take Dylan over Brady. <laughs> wow. Thank you, KJ. Very nice. In case anyone's wondering, we will be watching the Bishop Sycamore documentary whenever that drops. We will be in on it. And we will discuss it here on the podcast. I'm all over this. KJ, you you said that this doesn't seem like it was a year ago, doesn't it? What do you think? Three years ago? I've, four years ago? How's it feel? This is our third football season here on the Too Much Dip uh, squad. It feels like this was a part of our first run. Like, with Micah, like, it, it just seems like this was season one type shit uh, when we talked about it and maybe it was because it burned so bright so quickly and we got so much information in a short period of time. Uh, I am excited to see the follow-up. I will lay out now my two pre complaints. I don't like the title BS seems pretty low level. Uh, and I'm hoping that we get more empathy for the actual players, uh, than we seem to have gotten out of the Teo doc. Um, yeah, that's all I got on it. Okay. Now to uh, my cease and desist. Go ahead. Uh, Edron James, mm. also known as Edge, former Indianapolis Colt legend, University of Miami legend. He has a son whose name is Jizzle. Jizzle James. Jizzle James. Narrowing down his list of schools to LSU, Georgia, and Cincinnati. A point Shouts guard. Shouts to Cincy for saying So we're on, you're saying we're on Jizzle watch. We are on Jizzle Watch. Outside. <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> he's not a, he's not large. 6'1", point guard. Okay, I mean, not, it could be done. Jalen Brunson. Uh, he's a kid. He's still growing. I'm just saying. Interesting. Shouts on you for clicking on the link. I was just kind of assuming it was a football player. <laughs> I read the tweet as it was presented to me without clicking through. Uh, yeah, as one uh, formerly known as K. Jizzle, congrats to this young man. I hope he goes far with the name. Reports are that he's got handles like Van Exel. Wow. Yeah, just nice with it. Sounds like he might high socks just like drop, Van Exel. He just drops dimes all over the court, apparently. Man, do you think fans will be able to handle, like, let's assume he's really good, even at the college level. No, the answer is no. Can they handle no. having a, a, like a world-class player named Jizzle? I don't. I don't believe so. I don't either. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Can he get a cameo from Jazzy Faye, like trying to announce him into the games? Wee! <laughs> All right, let's run it back. Let's run it back. Of course, the segment where we talk about—I messed that up. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Anyway, KJ wearing the jerk today. Of course, that stands for Jean shirt. Dude, Jizzle in the jerk. KJ wants to know, as cooler weather approaches, at what point during the day do you jack it off? Jeez. Very horny man. Better than that. Dylan spoiled an upcoming segment in the first seven seconds of the episode. Dave loves his cocks. Famously. 
Dave is out here recycling Vizzy jokes, unfortunately. Dude, up, up yours. And finally, again, his name is Jizzle James. And that concludes running back. Fun. Uh, I would pod. like to uh, point out that David just uh, doubled down on his uh, beverage jokes with uh, make seven up yours joke. That was tremendously done. Thank you. Thank you for knowing that. I was trying to stall to see if I had the go Cox button on my board, but I, I can't find it. So. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, thank you to the sponsors of the show. We will be, we will be back next week and next week, next Thursday, we'll be kicking off the happy hour live stream at 6.30 central time, Randy. Hope you're ready, Randy. Presented by DraftKings. We are super, sto- we're super stoked on it. We are quite YouTube.com slash too much dip. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.